0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference.
1: Welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie Kiever. I'm here with Laura Pereno as we start in on September. What I can't believe the summer is gone already, Laura. It's been a a fast ride, and I personally am digging my feet in the sand of Ocean City, refusing to move into fall, but but we are excited to be back. We have a new theme called Hold On uh, for the month of September, and with that comes four special guests who each have quite a story to tell about something that's going to relate to this theme of holding on. So, without further ado, I'd like we we are welcoming you, Christine Robinson, to the Beyond the Building uh, podcast. You are the founder and president of
0: Foster Well here in Delaware. So, we're excited that you're joining us today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on and can't wait to talk with you. Is this your first experience actually on a podcast? It's just my second, so I just had second. one other, yep, a couple months ago. Yep, so wow. this is my second. <laughs> so
1: thanks for giving us your time. We know that you are busy, uh, but I wanted to just introduce you a little bit to our listeners um, because you have an exciting story to tell. Christine, you were born and raised in Newark, Delaware, and you graduated from the Wilmington Christian School in 1996. So you're a blue hen. You went on to the University of Delaware, and you received your bachelor's and family and community services in 2002 married seven, 19 years to Josh that's exciting that's, yeah. congratulations and you three three children <laughs> it looks like you like to tell the story that you were attending uh, the barnyard the barn vineyard church and then you and Josh became part of the church plant team in 2017 and you start you launched a church called City Light Vineyard Church in Newark And you are now part of that leadership team and part of small group leaders. I have a number of friends who belong to that church. Good, good people. This is the part that fascinated me. When I chatted with you before, you were telling me that your dream for the past 20 years has been to create a network of support that would connect vulnerable kids and families with those in the local church that really want to love and support them. You grew up in a wonderful church community, and you knew the power of having people show up there for you when you needed it, and you wanted to be a part of providing for those who also had needs. Wow, Christine, I am so
2: excited to be here with you today. I know we haven't uh, met before this, and just to hear... Uh, debbie even share your testimony I was getting choked up on that last part <laughs> so wow for 20 years to have seen the need that is in our community in our world for kids and fostering and their families uh, their foster parents that just that just gets my heart um you know our listeners many of them know that our daughter's adopted and so foster care and adoption is uh, so close to my heart it really just pulls that heartstring, and I just want to Thank you uh, for following the call that God has given to you um, and that you are fulfilling out. I'm so excited to hear this
1: conversation and what you have to share. And I think, Laura, I think my heart's all stirred up too, because my oldest son and his wife are foster parents right now. Mm -hmm. And so even back when I first met Christine, like it was kind of one of those things on the horizon, but now I'm in it. Like now Mm -hmm. I'm helping babysit. Mm -hmm. this little foster grandbaby. So my my heart is in a very much like a tender place. Um, I think, especially as you start to share, Christine, there's a piece of my heart that I I had said to you before we started recording, gosh, I hope I don't burst into tears. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's actually okay if you do. (laughs) We are excited to hear (laughs) about your journey.
2: We really are. So Christine, we'd love to share. Would you please share with us uh, your your faith journey, you know, education, marriage, family, just your story? Who are you? Uh, What would you like to share with us today?
0: Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, So I, um, you know, was raised in a really awesome Christian home. I have a great family, of course, not without its issues, (laughs) um, of course, but um, (laughs) was also great. uh, Raised in um, an amazing church, great friends. I just was very highly invested in and believed in and um and I say that because it it matters for where we're going in in today's talk you know because I feel like my whole life I was very aware of um all that I had and all that I was being given um and I just was always very aware of those who didn't have what I had and so I feel like even through my childhood um as a teenager and a young adult um you know I just was I just felt like God was drawing me, uh, to help those in need. Um, as a teenager, I thought that that would, um, include being a missionary, you know, somewhere in Africa, caring for kids in orphanages. I I don't know if that was just a thing in the nineties that all like (laughs) Christian uh, teen girls thought they were going to (laughs) do, but, um, I actually did do after I graduated from Wilmington Christian I did do missions um, right after as kind of like in my like a gap year kind of looking at what I was going to do and I felt God calling me back to the states um, and to help those in need here and so I got my degree. um, In family and community services from the University of Delaware and um, I married my husband Josh right after I graduated Uh, we moved. um, to Idaho. Oh, and also want to throw in there that I did prep him right away when we were dating that uh, I knew that God had put it in me to be involved in foster care and adoption, but that's where we were heading. Um, that's awesome. So he knew, that's he awesome. knew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: but uh, we, we uh, lived in Idaho for our first five years of marriage, which I don't know if I already said, but that's where he's from. Um, And so uh, my, my first career I guess you could say it that way, is was in the social work field. So I worked a bunch of different jobs with different case management jobs. And um, then uh, we moved back here after five years and I switched to working for myself um, when I had my second baby. And I just really wanted to have more control over my schedule. Um, I needed to work, but I didn't wanna be gone all the time. And so we really prayed for an opportunity for me to work from home. and. Um, god led us to the delaware kids directory well for me to start um publishing the delaware kids directory so i've been doing that for 13 years um this summer and um and then yeah so i've i mean as far as you know church you know i spent most of my you know i spent my whole life um very involved in church um you know like was said in the beginning i attended the barn vineyard church actually for since i was like five and then four years ago we were a part of the church plant team that started city light vineyard and so we're just we're very involved um on leadership teams small groups you know just outreach everything um awesome. and so yeah so that's kind of leading us up to now now christine
1: you and i chatted a while ago and i wanted to hear your story you know i i saw you um celebrated at an annual uh banquet, or, night at Wilmington Christian School, where you were honored for your work in the community. And I thought, gosh, this lady, I would love to hear her story. I was really fascinated to hear more about Foster Well. And of course, we were getting ready at any moment to get that phone call uh, for a baby coming into our house. But you said something that struck me. You said uh, when you were telling your story that you were in your 20s when God really put a dream like planted a seed in your heart, but then he kind of followed it up with, it's not time yet. Like you're not ready. And I, so here I am talking to you 20 years later. So what, what happened back in your twenties? And, and what was God, can you look back now and just, just you're like reflective at this point. What was the nature of that conversation with the Lord back 20 years ago?
0: Yeah, so I think I was right about 20. It might even have been 19 um, that I was on our church's property. I think it was like after a meeting um, there. And <clears throat> I think I was just really reflecting. and I just felt like God was wanting to like talk, you know, talk to me in some way. And I can still remember, you know, I'm 43. Um, I can still remember. I just felt like he gave me this kind of general picture in my mind and my spirit of building this building or this structure. And I just knew that it represented this network of people in the church um, that I was going to connect with those who were in need in the community. And again, it was really general. It was, it wasn't, I didn't know yet that it would, it was definitely foster care yet or, you know, but it was this, there are, you know, like, I'm going to connect you, like, I'm going to I'm going to help you to build this network. Um, And it's going to be primarily, you know, like this focus on connecting those in the church who want to help with those who need the help, who are in need of that. And so um, I also did, uh, you know, at that same time, there was, or actually maybe even before that I did already personally want to, like it was in my heart. I felt like, again, God had put that in me to um, possibly foster and adopt. And um, so all of this is kind of, starting to stir in me um of course i thought that it would all happen um in my 20s um because when you're 19 or 20 you know five you can, years you know you <laughs> can like, do oh you can do everything years, yeah <laughs> yeah in like right five right. years i'll be like starting <laughs> this thing and it'll be all <laughs> up and running but um you know various reasons um it you know it, that wasn't the time and every time i would start to question you know whether you know god am i missing it like am i not listening to you is uh, you know Uh, He just would make it clear, you know, that it just, it wasn't time yet and that he would make it clear um, when I was ready, um, but that there was a lot in me that needed to be built, you know, so just like I was going to eventually build uh, this network, uh, he first wanted to build me, you know, and he wanted to lay a really um, strong foundation and I could get um, a little choked up about this part because I feel like he through the years, you know, whether it was like five years after this, or I specifically even remember at like 35, especially I just was like, wait, God, (laughs) Uh it's, it's been a few years now. Mm Um, am I, am I not listening? Is this not time? And he just so clearly showed me still that he's like, Christine, right now, you would burn out. Like if you started, there like it's not time and the way that I'm wired as like a helper and kind of a bleeding heart and you know those types Mm. of things there have been things that he's needed to um, you know build in me so that when I started this work when I started to build this network I would be able to carry it to completion that there would be you know like he's just the whole time been like I am with you like for the long haul I care more about like you you then just like getting a bunch of work out of you or mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. there's there's this whole package that for, that's
2: awesome it. that's awesome and you, as you're sharing i'm going back to the fact that the title of this episode is hold on to your call mm-hmm. and this is such a good word for all of us you know everybody who's listening today because how many of us in different seasons in our lives know that god has something for us to do and if we look at the word of god like i have been diving into hebrews 11 this week look at all of the people that are listed in Hebrews 11 and did any of them receive the promise like right away right the Lord put something in their heart and then he was working on the person in that season in order to bring them to the place where they would be uh, prepared for what the work was that God had for them to do I mean we're in 2021 I love the fact that you shared your age you shared about the fact this happened all the way back in your 20s and you know you've kind of Um, told us a little bit about what you were feeling at that time. And I love the fact you talked about the fact you would have been burnt out in that season. Is there something specific now at this place in your life that you kind of say you've learned or you feel equipped or prepared like God always equips those he calls? Like what is something, maybe what's a lesson that you've learned just right now that this is the season, this is the time because I can see X happening in my life.
0: Yeah, I would say there's kind of two different aspects to it. So the one you know spiritually uh even though i was raised a christian and was always i mean i was i was like your quintessential good girl um <laughs> uh and i've always you know god has always been very real to me but uh there needed to be a deeper work of his grace mm. in my own life um and just a deeper revelation of who he really is like in his fullness and who i am in him and this happened about eight years ago. I just kind of started on this journey. And again, so eight years, that was, yeah, Mm. again, probably, yeah. So like 35, um, it was just one of those like mind blowing. Oh my Mm. gosh, I have not even like, even though I've known you my whole life, so to speak, you know, the four-year-old, um, you know, accepting Jesus, there was just this deep work that needed to be done in me of me not getting my identity in what, Mm -hmm. I was doing and who I could be for people, but who I was in him and Amen. who he wanted to be. So that's, Amen. that was huge. And I think that that's, that's the huge part for me for the, for the going the distance. Um, yeah. And then also there's just so many practical things that I needed to learn. I was a, again, social worker by, you know, education and kind of passion and heart, but to, to build an organization to build a ministry that's a different that's a different skill set and so god bringing me into um starting the delaware kids directory 13 years ago kind of kicking and screaming if i'm gonna be honest (laughs) Um, i did not see myself as a business owner i did not see myself as a salesperson it was terrifying to me i did not want to get on the phone i did not want to put myself out there, um, like that. And, and honestly, that stuff is still challenging to me because that is not my natural mm. gifting. Um, I am again, a helper, uh, you know, like by heart <laughs> and, and gifting. And, and so the, the work that I've had to do personally with God, um, you know, just in, you know, developing skills, being able to see, oh, Hey, I can make those phone calls. Hey, mm. I can put myself out there. There's just all of those types wow. of like practical skills that I've you know had to learn in you know with running my business
2: that you never would have thought of when you were 20 years old, right? You're exactly. just like God has given you the dream. You're ready to run, and, and God was saying you got yep. all this time. Time yep. is different for me than it is for you, and I'm gonna exactly. get you prepared because what you are gonna be doing is exactly you know it's gonna it's gonna thrive, and we're gonna prepare you.
1: And yep. when we step into places of leadership, you get shot at you get discouraged people like if they don't have the same dream or the same passion and you're pouring your heart out and somebody's going, well, I'll get back to you. You know, and you're like, how can you not care about this? You you're right. God was saying, Christine, you need to have the foundation built solidly that you're, Your acceptance, your approval, your identity rests in who I've called you to be. Right. You know, talk about identity. And just coming to me with foster care, with adoption, that is a major issue for kids, right? Your identity. Absolutely. Your identity piece is a huge one for them. Each of us, whether we are being raised in a household where these are our birth parents or our foster parents or our adoptive parents, each of us has to grapple with the fact that we belong to him. And yes. he's the one who defines who we are. Absolutely. But certainly for you stepping into leadership, uh, he loved you enough to not let you start in your
0: 20s. Exactly. So that, yeah, that's right. So that's, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, that's exactly it. I just, yeah. I see it as his mercy. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Thank
1: Which you, leads Jesus. <laughs> us to really the thrust of today. God placed this call on your life, you know, this desire, this passion in the area of fostering. And you are the founder and the director of Foster Well. Now that's two words right? and In terms of when you look it up, it's not foster well, all in one foster. Well, I would, we would love to hear the story of foster. Well, I think a lot of our listeners don't know what this uh, wonderful ministry is. So what can you, what do you want to share about your mission or your vision or how this came to be?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, going back, you know, to this picture of building this network, um, that's what foster well is. It's this, um, you know, foster well is a bridge between the foster care community and those that want to love and support them. And so um, for so long, um, most people, well, maybe not even for so long, but in general, when people think of foster care, you think I either foster or I don't. And, you know, there's a big gap in the middle there and there's such a small percentage of people who actually do foster care and we do need more you know people fostering but the majority of people are probably not going to foster Mm -hmm. but that leaves a, a lot of other ways um that they can be involved in in helping and um so anyways just want to also put in here you know the verse that god has you know put on my heart um kind of a life verse for me um, is First John 3 18. And um, where he says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And I love the passion translation too, where it says, beloved children, our love can't be an abstract theory. We mm-hmm. only talk about, but a way of life demonstrated through our loving deeds. And amen. that's foster. Well, it gives anyone, especially, you know, we're um, really start trying to focus on you know, people within the church, you know, who have a heart for caring for kids and families, you know, who are vulnerable, who need help, who need support, um, you know, just gives them that opportunity to demonstrate, you know, God's love um, with their actions. So our vision with Foster Well is to connect um, those who are in the foster care community with people who want to love and support them. And so there are You know there's so many needs within the foster care community um and there are lots of professionals who are involved in working um you know to meet those but they're limited in their resources and so you have all of this need and then all of these wonderful people in churches you know who who care about those who are in need and um maybe even already have this call in their heart to be involved in foster care but are afraid of taking that step or maybe their you know spouses aren't on board or whatever wh- whatever it is. but Fosterwell gives um, a connection point for anyone uh, to do what they can for kids and families who are wi- who are in this foster care community, whether it's donating money or bringing a meal, collecting clothes or other items that are needed. Um, you know there's just so there's just so many different ways that you can get involved.
2: That is so amazing. And as you're, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking about the fact that when a foster family gets the phone call, right, they don't know boy, girl, they don't know right. three kids, one kid, they don't know the specifics of what is coming their way that night. And how amazing to know that you're not alone in this journey and that you just pick up the phone and you've got a community around you that's connected already that wants to provide meals or gift cards or whatever it might be that, you know, is part of this this community. That must be such a tremendous encouragement to the one who is fostering.
1: Yes. And I know with our kids, they had to take their fostering classes, and then you're preparing. You have to have your home prepared for bringing a child in there. But then there was that day where they got a phone call. They had 10 minutes to make a decision Mm, to say yes to take a child. And then in two hours... They are instantly foster parents of a small baby, yep. and yep. so th- and they had a community, right, of right. family and church community yep. that jumped in. But what if you didn't have that? Exactly, you know, someone to just hold your hand
0: and say, "Okay, jump in, and we're right here with you." Right, and the and you know, for your son and his wife, they know that they know they have family, they have church community, they have this whole village behind them who are pretty much saying yes with them and that's what people mm-hmm. need they need right. you know when a family says yes to a child they need a community around them saying yes to that family as well as to that child and mm-hmm. it just makes the world of difference like if you get a call and you know hey i once i get off this phone call i can call you know christine at foster well, or i can call so and so and i can say hey It's it's happening tonight, you know, like we we don't have, you know, enough car seats or we don't have enough Mm. strollers or, you know, whatever it is, and then we can reach out and let our network know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: How awesome, because not only is the family that's fostering, uh, receiving a blessing through this, but, th- you know, thinking about those who are not actually fostering at the moment. I, l- I love that you just said they're part of the yes also. Yes. Right. Yep. And we all want to be part of God's kingdom on the move. We all want to be part of seeing what he's doing and to think that um, by being part of a support, you're actually part of the yes. Yes. It's, it's actually part of that. So yep. here I am. God send me by saying i will be a a support system so i think that's really uh important in this like there's ownership on both sides um when you get to be that support you are also owning it and, and you are having a part in in this amazing uh adventure of providing for a child so i just love everything about this so for some of our listeners um you know, the concept or the goal of fostering. I think we've all heard of foster care. You know, we know, you know, there's adoption, there's foster care, there's all those different ways that God builds families or takes care of children. Um, But I I do think it's important to know what the goal of fostering is. You know, I think just hearing the goal of fostering is, it's different than maybe I thought the goal of fostering was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So definitely the goal is reunification with their parents when that is possible, and to make every effort to make that possible, and to support and love the biological parents, um, just like you are loving the child, because and sadly, in a lot of cases, the parents could have been the child, just like their child, um, you know, before they may have been in the system uh, as a child themselves, and that's very common for that to happen, and so you know, to, I think it's so important, um, you know, to really for foster parents to not take ownership in a sense of this child is mine, you know, to keep your hands open and say, God, this child's Mm -hmm. yours. And, and, you know, we are going to like love and care for this child or children for as long as you, you know, have you know, him or her in, in our home, but not my will, but yours be done, you know? Well, we're walking that right now because the longer we are
1: loving this little foster child in our family, oh, you know, you're like, keep your hands open. And and my mind knows that. Yep. But my heart is loving the child and you want the best for the child. At the end of the day, that's, that's the issue. And it's saying, God, your will be done knowing that this may not be a permanent Situation. Right. I've got to believe that that's draining for it. Like foster, Absolutely. foster experience after foster yes. experience. I can't imagine that.
0: Yeah. So, I hear that from from foster parents. Uh, you know, definitely that they, it just takes a lot out of you emotionally, and you know they have to really learn how to go through that. Um, releasing, but also grieving, like there's no way around it. You know, if you care for a child for any time and you allow your heart to, um, attach and engage like you should, then, you know, it's going to be sad and it's, it's going to be hard and there's no way around that. And thankfully God is close to the brokenhearted and, you know, he's a amazing comforter. And so, I mean, as Christians, that's a huge, you know, help. Of course it doesn't mean we get to escape the sad part, you know, mm, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think too, some of the language that I love um, that is really out there now around foster care, you know, trying to focus on celebrating reunification um, is really looking at sharing your family with a child as opposed to getting a child for mm-hmm. your family. And so it's looking at what what we have um, being able to be multiplied you know like how we're blessing our own kids how we're loving and investing our own kids we just get to multiply that you know Mm. with other kids who come into our home as opposed to uh like we want to hold on to Mm. you know this child so
2: Mm. well i'm sure that just like that would be something that would be uh very hard very draining emotionally uh, there's other reasons that foster families uh, maybe feel drained or, mm-hmm. um, you know, are experiencing some burnout. Yeah. Uh, especially, I would imagine, with the demand of how many children there are in the system trying to find them homes. So, uh, you know, what does Foster Well do to help families to uh, not get to that burnout stage? Because we don't want that, right? We want people to right. keep, stay, stay on, stay on and, and keep being fired
0: up. Right. So, you know, the system, is- the statistics uh, show that over half of foster families do quit within the first year and that number just goes up when wow. you, you get yeah into the second year because and they you know say it's due to a lack of support and like you said fostering can be exhausting and it's also isolating because yeah. like we already talked about the majority of people do not foster and they do not know the world of foster care they do not know what it's like to take care of a child who is not yours um they you know what is so unique about foster care is you that is so different from having your your a biological child is you have time to prepare you know when you get pregnant and um what foster care is so quick and they're just there and you don't know you don't know where they you don't know the trauma that they've been through you don't know. Um, you don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. You know, there's just this, um, there's such a quick adjustment period of getting to know them and them getting to know you. You also have to start dealing right away with uh, doctor's appointments and Mm. setting up visits with biological parents and uh, like navigating all the emotions that go with that for the child, for yourself, for the parent there's just, there's so many workers, you know, there's so many people involved in your life um, mm-hmm. that you were not used to. It's kind of like your life is not your own anymore in the sense of people can show up to check on the kid or, mm. you know, there's just so much that, that is so different. So, um, so what Foster Well, um, you know, aims to do is to just expand foster parents' network of support. You know, of course we can't come in and we're not coming in to do the work of parenting for them or anything like that but we are um stepping in to say hey how are you doing like um what what are ways that that we can support you um what is feeling hard right now how can we pray for you so that's like the emotional uh you know spiritual side and then also um so on in the practical side what we have are what are called care teams and so that's ongoing monthly support uh, that a foster family can can have. So I'll match a couple of volunteers with a family. And so once a, it's like the minimum of once a month, they will text or call to check in, um, see what kind of practical support would be helpful that month. Whether it's, hey, dinner time is really stressful. I'd love to not worry about dinner, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and you drop off a meal or maybe even stay and, and have dinner. Um, Maybe it's, uh, you know, the kids, there's new items that they need or they're going to sign up for sports and maybe there's three kids and that's an expense they weren't counting on and everybody together can chip in. What mm-hmm. there's there's so many different there, there's so many different practical ways. Um, so that's the care team, the ongoing monthly support. We also try to help with um, one time needs so caseworkers can reach out um, or parents themselves, you know, when there's one time needs, whether it's, hey, they're, you know, they're getting, twins tonight and they don't have anything for twins. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. then we we can reach out um and and find those things or a bike or whatever that is.
1: Wow. You know, I usually you're describing a network, right? Yep. Or so mm-hmm. you've been describing more the foster families and the connection with foster well, right? That's been that connection. Yep. But I'm involved in a church. I know each of us is involved in a church and we know people that have said to Uh, said comments like, well, we believe in fostering. We can't do it. Now, tell me about the network between the person in the church family who has a heart for what the foster family is doing or for that case, what you're doing with Foster Well, but says, where do I start? Like, what can I do as a lay person uh, to connect with you? Like, how does that network take place? Describe what the practical needs are um, how do I sit there at church and go, I, I yeah. care about this. Now, where do I go from now? Here? Where do I go?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, and you can go straight to our website, fosterwell.org, um, and just contact us through there. Um, we have a volunteer form or just like the gener- you know, general contact form. And you could just say, Hey, I heard about you at Trinity or <laughs> I heard about you, you know, at Ogletown or wherever, um, I want to be involved. So if you're an individual, you can just reach out, um, that way. Um, So you can um, volunteer to be on a care team, to lead a care team, like what I was talking about, where you would get matched with a foster family, uh, where you would kind of just be an extra friend. Um, and like a neighbor uh, checking in on them. And then um, you can also be uh, you can also get signed up to be notified when there are just one time needs as well. Maybe you just want to donate uh, money so that that item can be purchased or maybe you have the stroller or have that the, the clothing items um, that are needed. And so Those are individually ways that you can do that. I mean, as a church, if this stirs something in you and you're like, I want my church to know about this, or, you know, we could come do like a training at your church for care team volunteers, you know, maybe it's maybe a couple small groups or some friend groups who want to do it. It's a great way to be able to do consistent ministry where it's not just one off things, but there it's people that you're getting to actually develop a real friendship with. And, you know, it's consistent
1: does Foster well have like a supply closet per se like I'm thinking of people that just like to like pick up good yeah. wheel, high chairs or diapers or something so there's not like a
0: I don't a place we, that we store things we don't right now Andrews closet is located in Ogletown Baptist Church in Newark and they have a foster um supply um, room and that's called Andrew's Closet and you can get to that um, at orphancoalition.org. Um, that's okay. under Orphan Care Coalition and so we work with them when when I get referrals um, from caseworkers. Uh, sometimes we can meet part of the needs and sometimes they can meet part of the needs. So I'll reach out, you know, to them and be like, Hey, I think someone's gonna be filling out your form, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And, but uh, we are also, another way that churches can be involved is we are transitioning right now to using a, a technology platform called Care Portal, um, which is a part of the Global Orphan Project. Um, and they, their, the mission behind Care Portal is to, en- is to specifically engage the church, to connect the church with the needs of vulnerable families and kids right in their area. So you can just like set your radius for your church of like, we want to meet needs within five miles. Um, and so it's this awesome technology platform that is connecting us, connecting church churches directly to the caseworkers to be able to um, meet these needs and then develop relationships um, and really provide that community. So we are right now um, really looking for church partners. Um, we have about five so far um, in Newcastle County that you know we're 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 partnering with to start using this. Um, you know technology platform care portal and so we're really looking at you know building that church network because we want the church to be the answer honestly you know right. we want we like the government is is so good at the initial part the initial okay we're gonna you know they're they're well I, yeah that's their function anyway that's their that's their job is to do that initial hey this child's not safe but then after that Resources are limited. Um, you know, there there's only so much sometimes caseworkers can connect people with, and so after that, I mean, we have a whole whole other community that we can be connecting mm-hmm. um, with. You know, within the church. So absolutely,
2: yeah, that is awesome. It's really been fabulous uh, hearing everything that you've had to share, Christine. I feel much more informed than I did in the past and inspired to say yes, right, to my part and what I can do. So I think that is that is really uh, encouraging. Thank you for sharing with us. As we just wrap up, um, we always kind of give our our guests the final final word here. So, you know, is there is there the top uh, couple of ways that people can help the Ministry of Foster Well?
0: Um, yeah, so I mean, you can pray for us. Um, Amen. You know, <laughs> we are, you know, we just would covet your prayers for sure. You know, we are, in at at this point, you know, definitely a transition point. We've been functioning now, you know, been out here, you know, for like 2 years um and just recently there's just been a, you know, a lot more people finding out about us, a lot more um referrals coming in, you know, so the work is amping up and uh and so yeah, just prayer as we transition. Um definitely I feel like God has been saying, you know, to get ready for growth and to do, mm. you know, to really Uh, get things you know have things ready you know for a lot of growth so prayer is great Um, again like what I was just talking about as far as you know uh, churches you know who want to partner with us um, to join this network um, whether it's care teams or um, using care portal volunteers to you know help out all of that Um, we are I mean if we're looking I mean I mean financial needs we're looking at I I want to do this full time. I know that that's where God is taking this. This is um, not supposed to be a side hustle. (laughs) This is supposed to be (laughs) this is supposed to be like where I can really devote my time. And so we are, you know, praying and working towards um, God. How do how do we fund you know a full time salary plus a part time um, case management salary? So you know, looking at at that type of thing, looking to grow um financial monthly support um sponsors for our fundraising events you know businesses Um, also we do free community events we're starting to do that again for foster families we're having a pool party um later in august that's that's free and we'll provide dinner and some volunteers to hang out with the kids in the pool and so there's lots of opportunities for businesses or individuals to sponsor um, That's awesome. fundraisers or events. So That's
2: awesome. Well, this is really exciting and very practical, too. You know, this is what God has called the church and each one of us to do. So, um, yeah, we are really grateful for you being here today. And for those of you who have been uh, joined in with us today and have listened, and if your heart's been stirred, you know, we all want to be people who pray for the work that God is doing in his church or through his church in our community and so as we pray for foster well we pray for Christine and these needs that she's just spoken about if you have a desire in your heart to say yes uh to any area of fostering being a support or maybe becoming a foster parent you know you can contact uh, Christine at the website that she mentioned i'm sure she'd love to share more information with you so thanks for joining us today on our uh, beyond the building podcast hold on to your call i think that's one of the things about this story that has been so inspirational whatever God's given you to do, regardless of the timing, you know, trust him and follow him, he's going to open up the door. And if your yes is part of being uh, part of this foster well system or supporting them in any way, then I know that God's just going to bless you and honor you th- through that as you are obedient to him. So God bless you guys. And for Debbie, for Christine and myself, we just want to say thanks for being here. And we'll talk to you next week. Take
0: care.
1: Thanks, everybody.